Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is Alexis Nicky, who is an Alexander Technique teacher who lives in Paris, France. She also uh, teaches regularly in New York City. Uh, in addition to being an Alexander teacher for some 12 years, Alexis um, has a career in the field of screenwriting, producing, script consultation, um, and she's produced some uh, pr some uh, web series uh, videos that I'm sure there'll be a link to her on her site, and we'll be putting a link to her site by this interview. And we're going to talk today about the general question of how the Alexander Technique can help people who are working in these in these fields. Uh, Alexis, welcome to the show. Hi, Robert. I'm really happy to be here. Uh, Alexis, could you could you begin by giving our listeners a short description or definition of the Alexander Technique? Well, um, to me, I think the most important aspect of the Alexander Technique is uh, the idea of centering, connecting, and having a choice about what you do and how you respond in any given situation. I think that every day we all have the experience of facing events and situations that are stressful or potentially stressful. And this can even happen to us when those events are happy ones, um, like getting a, a long-awaited promotion or finding a new love or marriage or birth of a child. It doesn't necessarily have to be something negative. And once we start stressing out, and under stressing out, I would also put getting overexcited, anticipating uh, something with too much excitement as well, we can disconnect. And that disconnect might show up physically as pain or tension or poor posture, or it might show up emotionally as creative blocks, as anxiety or lack of confidence. Um, and, and like I said before, even that giddy excitement that may not allow us to focus. So um, to me, this is where the Alexander Technique comes in. Mm -hmm. And rather than actually trying to change a situation or avoid a situation or manage a situation, what the Alexander Technique teaches us to do is to turn that attention on ourselves and on how we're reacting to that situation. And it does it through an incredibly unique learning process, which includes uh, working one-on-one -on -one with a teacher uh, through what we call in the Alexander Technique the hands-on work. That is, the teacher will actually use his or her hands to guide the student through a series of everyday activities, such as sitting down or standing up or walking, or other activities that the student may bring into the lesson. And through that process, the student becomes aware of their habitual reactions in a way that they've probably never noticed before or even thought about. And it seems really simple, but this learning process is, it's naturally connecting and it's naturally connecting on all levels, mm -hmm. physically, mentally, and emotionally. And once we become centered, once be, we become connected, once we understand uh, how we're reacting and responding, we begin to act and respond differently. We move differently, we present ourselves differently, we think and we speak and we walk differently. And we become naturally and effortlessly more creative and efficient. And uh, for me, the work is incredibly empowering and liberating. 
So I, I, I myself do know virtually nothing about uh, the field that you work in, screenwriting and uh, producing and so on, but I would guess that it's a world full of um, sudden choices to make unexpected developments. Um, would that be a, a fair statement? It's a very uncertain industry. That's a fair statement. And it happens to be an industry right now that is in huge upheaval. Mm -hmm. There yeah. are, because of the new technologies that have uh, arisen, the way the business models of making, it's, it's like the, move, the music industry a few years ago went from, you know, a booming industry to nobody's making any money because these new technologies came in and, you know, there aren't, there's no such thing as record sales anymore. Mm -hmm. The same thing is happening to the movie industry. Um, and everybody's really scrambling to figure out, you know, which end is up right now. So there's a lot of anxiety and fear. There's a lot of uh, cost cutting. There's a lot of trying to figure out how to do things, uh, uh, how to actually, rather than pay, rather than a studio actually paying a writer to develop a story, develop a script, and then hiring that, that writer to write the script, and then purchasing that script, they will now wait for the writer to have already written the script on their own. And they'll wait for a manager and agent to have already attached actors and cast to it before the studio will even come in and and look at it. So the money is entering the process at a much later stage in the game for a writer. And I'm talking about, you know, not necessarily the really well-established writers, but, you know, people like me and, uh, and other people between me and the really established writers, it's just getting harder and harder to actually make a living during mm -hmm. screenwriting. And that can really cause a lot of anxiety. Mm -hmm. And for me, this is, again, this is where the Alexander Technique can come in and be very calming be very centering. Um, it gives me some distance. It allows me to not get excited when things come on the horizon because, you know, things come on the horizon and then they don't go anywhere. So you don't really have to do the roller coaster ride of emotion. You can kind of, as you know, with an Alexandrian mentality, you can ride that out in a smoother fashion. Mm -hmm. And I can also look around and say these new technologies, they, they also offer opportunities to screenwriters, which is when I decided to produce my own web series. Mm -hmm. And that whole process was really fun and, and exciting for me. So uh, in, in terms of um, tr distinguishing the, the Alexander technique from other methods that would, would spring to mind for people in that field who realize that they're under a lot of stress, so some people might go for something like yoga or meditation, um, I'm sure there are hundreds of others. What is it about the Alexander Technique that, in your view, makes it uh, unique and perhaps particularly well-suited for people in, in your profession? Well, first of all, um, I should probably preface this by saying that all those different methods are valid and not necessarily everybody is going to respond to the Alexander technique. So for some people, yoga may be the better way to go. Mm -hmm. But for me, what, uh, what the Alexander technique offers that none of those other disciplines offer, as far as I know, to the extent that I've done them, is 
what's at the core of the Alexander technique, which is learning about yourself and learning about yourself in that moment of reaction. And that is something that you can take into yoga, you can take into meditation, you can take into every other thing that you do, and those things will be made richer for it. I'm sure some yogi people who, who are much more involved with yoga than I've ever been will probably turn around and say, well, same thing happens in yoga, and that's very highly likely and true. I just have never been involved with yoga, I've been with the Alexander Technique. But I, I do, do think that very... Uh, very special aspect about the Alexander Technique. Mm -hmm. I wonder if you could give a specific example or two of the kind of work that people in in these fields do kind of up close and how how the technique might help someone in a particular typical sort of situation they would face. Well, I'll talk about situations that I've faced. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm not speaking theory. I'll just be speaking directly about my experience. Sure. When I was producing my web series, which is called My Bitchy Witchy Paris Vacation, and it's a story about a, a mom, an American mother, who travels to Paris with her two daughters, and the three of them are in hormonal crisis. And we, we, I wrote the scripts, and we had planned to shoot six episodes. We ended up shooting six episodes. And we were on schedule, things were really working well, the money had come together, the crew had come together, the cast had come together. I mean, we were riding this wave of absolute, you know, a smooth ride, like normally never happens on a shoot. And then a couple of emergencies came up, two family emergencies. One was a family emergency that I had back in the States, and one of my cast members at around the same time had a family emergency also. So we interrupted the production. And we flew home, and by the time we gathered again, the director had gone off to do his feature film, which had been scheduled ahead of time. So, I mean, we, you know, we were late in our production, so he moved on. And we did not have a date where the rest of the cast and crew could, could congregate. We, just, we, we had to work weekends because one of our cast members was in school. One of the other cast members actually lived in Switzerland, and she was traveling here to Paris. And it was just really impossible to get everybody on the same page. So that was a potentially extremely stressful situation. And in fact, I found out about this. I found out that we had no common weekend for the foreseeable future when I was in New York dealing with a family emergency. So the first thing I did was just say, okay... I'm putting that aside. I'm not even going to worry about the film while I'm here. I'll deal with it when I get home. And in the meantime, I just let that sit in my mind. And I thought, okay, what's the worst case scenario? We hadn't shot our first episode, and the first episode sets up the entire story. So it wasn't like we could simply cut it. Uh, that information had to be somehow included in the series. So I started thinking, maybe I can re-edit it. Maybe I can write a monologue for the main actress and we can p piece it into the other episodes as, as they need to be because I could just work one-on-one -on -one with her and we could get that done. So I found a couple of alternative solutions. I wasn't at all sure how I was going to do any of those or how viable they were or anything. And then I came back to Paris and I just looked at all the dates again Still, nothing was meshing, but I decided, well, I'm just going to call everybody one more time and let's see if something has changed. And miraculously, amazingly, one weekend suddenly opened up and we were able to finish the shoot. 
But for me, I really noticed that, you know, without the Alexander technique, I would have been freaking out. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would have been upset. I would have been frustrated. I, you know, and, and I just wasn't. Mm-hmm. I had a moment of that in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then I just, I just handled it. I just faced it. So um, with, maybe without going, without assuming too much uh, detailed knowledge of the Alexander Technique on the part of our listeners, could you say a little about what you did at that point of impact, so to speak, that enabled you to turn it around mentally? The very first thing I did is when I noticed myself getting upset, I, like I said, my first decision was I'm not going to worry about it right now. I'm just going to put it on the back burner and I'm going to, you know, go on with what I need to face here because if I worry about this, it'll distract me from dealing with this emergency and then neither one will get done well. Mm-hmm. So my first step was to do nothing, basically. Mm-hmm. I, I so to basically stop. stop, as Alexander stop. teachers like yeah. to Absolutely. like to say, um, yeah, yeah, okay, uh huh, yeah, and, and then, and then I thought of my alternatives. Mm-hmm. I thought, okay, if that's not possible, rather than wishing and hoping and you know calling people up and saying, well, what if you did this, and what if I, you know, what if you missed a day of school, or what if you missed a day of work, or you know basically driving people crazy to fit the situation, to fit my desire, to fit my schedule. Mm -hmm. I was thinking of alternatives that uh, didn't, didn't include that. Mm -hmm. So that stopping, that stopping was kind of the key first step, which it Mm -hmm. it sounds like opened up the possible, opened up the possibility of looking fresh in a way at the situation and, and mm-hmm. looking at it not not being in a panicked state exactly yeah and that is that is certainly a really powerful tool that the alexander technique uh can give someone is, is there anything more you want to say about that particular episode and the technique um i think it allowed me to oh the interesting thing is I, I am forgetting this that I still had no director that weekend because he was fully in production mode on his feature film which meant I had to take on the directing and so suddenly uh, having tried to figure out how to include this episode with ac- without actually shooting it the prospect of shooting it as a director somehow seemed a lot easier Mm-hmm. So it made my it made my first time directing effort seem less daunting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know another area that I'd I'd like to touch on maybe before we uh, conclude this interview the 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 work of the sort of physical work of being a screenwriter or a producer uh, carries with it some some challenges just in terms of posture and coordination mm-hmm. screenwriters got to sit at a desk for a long period mm-hmm. or computer for long periods of time mm-hmm. um working on a set uh, i assume the hours can be very long and mm-hmm. and perhaps uh 
the, the work environment could be physically uncomfortable for you mm -hmm. and for some of the other people. Now, traditionally, the Alexander Technique is seen as a way of, of mitigating those kind of circumstances. Sure. Could you give an example, perhaps, of of how how that came into play? Uh, sure. Uh, one thing that was very important for me um, on this particular shoot was to be very well prepared. So I um, I did a lot of work before the actual shooting days happened, so that we could finish on time. So that you know, so that we knew what we were doing. So everybody knew what they were doing. So there wouldn't be confusion and chaos on set, which uh, I think usually on a set when everybody is working well and everybody feels that they're being productive, no matter if the day is long or if it's cold or uncomfortable. I think people bring a different kind of energy to the set and a different attitude and they're willing to go through that as opposed to when a set is chaotic and uh, you know, nobody knows what they're doing and people don't know their lines and that kind of stuff. Then people start getting frustrated. So that was one way that, uh, that I worked on um, the, the physical comf comfort aspect of of it, and right. I, I didn't try to make sure that we finished on time and that we had our lunch breaks and that people had their breaks, mm -hmm. which I think was very important. Um, and otherwise, yeah, sitting at the computer, I I still fall into the trap of getting sucked into the computer, and it takes effort and takes conscious, you know, pulling myself away from my work to get up and walk away and take a break and go outside and have a walk. Um, but one really interesting thing about the writing process is that you can sit and you can try to work on something if you're stuck and the ideas aren't coming. It's not only better for you physically to get up and walk away and give your body a break. It's also when the ideas come, mm -hmm. when you right. take that break and you walk right. away and get a change of scenery. So on a creative level, it's also it's also very... Uh, it's a very good thing to do. <laughs> but now, w wouldn't wouldn't you say also that let's say you're sitting at the computer and and you're noticing that you're poking your head towards the screen or whatever, mm -hmm. that the Alexander technique gives you a tool for um, maybe providing a little space, sort of instantaneously. We, of let's course. say you can't get up and take a walk. But you could come back to some self-awareness and some self-directing. Oh, of course. And 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 and, to, and at least in my experience, because I, I work at a computer quite a bit, that's um, a huge, huge benefit. Um, yes, of course. Anyway, I guess I do that so automatically. I didn't even think of it. <laughs> well, hey, that's. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, Alexis, is there anything else that we haven't covered that you think would be important to to include? Um, no, there's nothing that I can think of. Uh, actually, except that I have an Alexander Technique newsletter, if anybody's interested in signing up for that, that they can access through my website, which you'll have a link yep, to. I'll have a link to your website. And I assume um, that um, on your site, there'll be a link to your, your uh, video episode. There and... actually isn't. I don't have, I don't have, I keep my film website separate from my uh, teaching website. But if anybody's interested in seeing the web series, if they all they need to do is Google the title, which is my bitchy witchy Paris vacation or my name, mm -hmm. and should be able to find it. Okay. So um, uh, my um, 
My guest today has been Alexis Nicky, who is an Alexander Technique teacher based primarily in Paris, but she also works in New York City. And if any if anything that we've talked about uh, intrigues you, um, and you're in and you live in Paris or or perhaps New York, uh, you can contact her through her website. You can certainly subscribe to her free email newsletter. And if you're not in one of those cities, um, find an Alexander Technique teacher in your area and have a few lessons. And I think that'll help clarify the, the process that we've been indirectly uh, talking about today. Alexis, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you.